the Titans, the Mount Rushmore players we all know the names of. Tom Brady, Peyton Manning, Aaron Rodgers. Then there are the Giants hoping to join this group. Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen, Lamar Jackson. Nonetheless, you can't forget about these new guys hoping to dethrone everything those that came before them created and blaze their own trail into NFL history. Joe Burrow, Justin Herbert, Mac Jones. Men that won't let you forget who they are. And if you do, they'll be more than happy to remind you. This is the show where we'll talk about all those legacies and so much more. We'll follow these storylines from the beginning of the season all the way to the climax of the Super Bowl. We'll see Giants fall and watch new men who you never expected to take over stand tall. Through adversity and victory, the NFL has it all. We will cover every minute of it here. No buts about it. Chess gets to see my lovely roommate behind me, but the rest of you don't. And it appears he's still in a basement near Pittsburgh, not in Pittsburgh. Yeah, right? and yeah, we're not too far away from Pittsburgh. We're really not that far. Okay. So. Um, maybe you are in Pittsburgh then. I don't know. Do you claim Pittsburgh? Uh, Pittsburgh yeah. Address? Yeah, yeah, I do. So. Okay. Okay. So. Um, anyway, you do have a Pittsburgh Steelers hoodie on, and they played last night on Monday Night Football against the Indianapolis Colts, who I visited their stadium this on Friday for the mm. high school game, which was a heartbreaker. But uh, saw Stefan Gilmore. That was pretty cool. He showed up. But let's talk about that game last night. How did you feel about that? How did you feel your boys did? <clears throat> um... Once again, you know, I always I always talk about Kenny Pickett, you know. I think he looks very confident. I actually read a, a news article that said that um, um, right on the, uh, like I think it was the touchdown to put us into the the lead and right before the two-point conversion, he actually like requested that play. Like it was just like a third and two, like a run play or whatever. I think it was to uh, Anthony McFarland or Benny. I think it was either Anthony McFarland or Benny Snell. I, I mean, we had all three running backs playing because Jalen Warren was hurt. But um, he apparently he told the coaches that's what he wanted to run so like although he didn't throw any touchdowns he also threw no picks but he just he looked very complete and that oh my gosh I don't know if you saw the two-point conversion completion but that was he very much threaded the needle on that um I think the offense looked pretty pretty okay um I'm very disappointed with the defense though uh it was 16-3 at half and somehow somehow like they let up like you know 13 or 14 points in the second half and we had to like hope that the Indianapolis Colts didn't do anything against a Matt Ryan who is like a tree he should not be running that much but um I don't think that they played bad I think they played well I mean they got the dub I mean I definitely think we could have won by more but also the Steelers aren't uh Miami Dolphins they're the Steelers that are is, different that team. is accurate the Steelers are not the Miami Dolphins well, hey, man, um, like, they went up against the Houston Texans over the weekend, and they they were up, like, 30 nothing at half or whatever it was. They pulled Tua at the half, I think. So I, they they did, have, yeah. They could have put up 80-some points on the Texans if they wanted. But, but they, didn't. they didn't. They didn't. They were nice. But, um, so, like I said, like I told you before, I was listening to the radio announcers, and because I was working out, I was getting that gain, that gain on, you know. I had to I had to do some bench press. And I was listening to the Steelers sports station out of Pittsburgh, That's and respect. the radio and the radio announcers were freaking out 
about your defense and how like Matt Ryan was being able to move out of the pocket so much. Yeah. And he was like, like they're like, okay, they've got the pass contained. He has zero complete passes through the first quarter, but at the same time, he's running fairly well. And that's annoying when, I mean, okay. Yeah. It's Matt Ryan. He's 2008. He's been in the league for almost 20 years now, but, uh, when you've got guys like Patrick Mahomes in the league and Josh Allen who are much more mobile and your defense can't even stop Matt Ryan, how do you expect to win games like that? And then uh, Jelani Woods, he he kind of uh, let me down in the first half with a dropped pass that was kind of key. But then in the second half, not the second half alone, but he ended up having um, more receptions against the Steelers than he did coming into the game he had eight receptions yesterday against the Steelers and he had seven coming into the game yesterday yeah so uh and that was a tight end that's a that's not a wide receiver it looks like Matt it looks like Matt Ryan couldn't do anything else but throw to the tight end somehow the defense can't contain Matt Ryan but they can contain literally everything else how about that did you see the fumble though on that one play with the Jonathan Taylor fumble after the pass interference, I heard it. I didn't that, that, see it. It was so funny, dude. It was. It wasn't. It was funny for a Steelers fan. Maybe not for a Colts fan. It looked very sad. But um, it was uh, basically like there was a pass interference call. I think it was on a third down and goal, and uh, Minka was like just all over the receiver, and so they put it as a one yard line first and goal automatic first down. Matt Ryan goes to hand it off to Jonathan Taylor. Jonathan Taylor misses the ball completely, fumbles it, and the Steelers recover it. It was just – I was just like, oh, man. So the, was... the announcers, the radio guys, first said that the Colts recovered it and that Taylor or Ryan had jumped on it, one of the two. And then they're like, no, wait, Chris Wormley, I believe, was the one who re- recovered it. So it was. It, the radio announcers were just as confused as I think everyone else was. <laughs> Yeah, no, I, I definitely, it looked like Matt Ryan, like, dove right on it. I was like, unbelievable. And then everyone's like, wait a second. Like, even the announcers on TV, like, who I think, I guess it was whoever was on. I don't really know. It was who. Buck and Aikman. Yeah, yes. Yeah. <laughs> Buck and Aikman. Booger was on the halftime show. Oh, of course, Booger. Good old. <laughs> Love Booger. It's a good but, job, uh, I'm sure. Oh, I'm sure. But, yeah, um, overall, I was pretty pleased. I mean, every week Kenny Pickett looks more promising, but you just got to give him some time. Um, I always go back to this one thing. Steelers fans just really wanted Malik Willis, and uh, you have Kenny Pickett, who you could have had Malik Willis, who (laughs) didn't really play that well, or you could trial and error with the course of Kenny Pickett, which I'm going to do. I mean, I thought he looked really good last night. He looked like... He was standing his ground last night, which is good. I agree. And he didn't look like he was scared. No. No, I mean, I think he's definitely developing. I mean, he, he's played against some really tough teams. He's played against some not-so-tough teams. You know, he's he, he, he just looks very – he looks he looks a lot more comfortable, even with as bad as our O-line tends to be because our O-line is – Oh my gosh. Like I watched like most of the time like I don't always watch the entire Steelers game because I'm doing one thing or another, but like I could break down like the entire game for you, but I'm but this is a not a Steelers sports show. This is a entirety football show. So 
but I could go on and on. But I do think the Steelers played okay. They did well enough to win the game. The defense looked a little sloppy in the second half, but you know, Kenny clutched up. He got he got the win. The defense ended it. You know, it was it was a solid Kenny win. I wish he would have thrown a touchdown, but you know what? If you can get touchdowns with running, Jimmy Garoppolo does the same thing. So who cares? I thought Kenny was the best part of your offense last night, honestly. And I mean, Najee yeah. was Najee was injured. He was beat up. You had backup running backs, but Kenny just looked really good. Um, your defense. I don't think I heard T.J. Watt's name at all. T.J. So. Watt and T.J. Walker, like apparently he got it juked out by Jonathan Taylor at one point. It just didn't look real good. Um, I missed that play. I went to I actually went to the bathroom and I came back. My my uh, father said that uh, Jonathan Taylor juked out T.J. Watt and made him look silly. I said, oh boy. So, so I'm yeah, glad I, I mean, see that. I mean, making T.J. Watt a non-factor is a big deal. That's always big. Only thing I'm going to say about the Bengals is we once again stopped Derrick Henry. They held him to 2.2 yards per carry. Pretty good for Derrick Henry. He had no touchdowns because he fumbled in the end zone. Yeah, I saw Um, that. I saw that. So just saying, like, Joe Burrow and the Bengals did it again without Jamar Chase or Joe Mixon. So would love to have both those guys back, but um, we're winning without them. So I think we got the Chiefs this week. We'll see what happens. I believe Joe Burrow is undefeated against Patrick Mahomes. I think he's one of the few quarterbacks that can say that. So we'll see if that reigns true this week. Uh, another running back, though, that had a fantastic game was Mr. Josh Jacobs out yeah. of yes. Las Vegas. And he, I believe they declined his fifth-year option, so they're going to have to re-sign him if they want to keep him. But... He's having a career year so far. He hit 1,000 yards during that game. Um, 300 of those were all – he had 300 scrimmage yards against the Seahawks. And he had an 80-yard – I think it was 80-yard um, to the house walk-off touchdown. Yeah, it was it was something like that. But his fantasy points, if you are if you if you play fantasy at all or if you don't do, know fantasy, he he he's the player to have right now. He he was the player to have last night, last this past week. He, he had he had 202 yards rushing, I believe. Which I was trying to explain this to my dad and he's like, "Okay, people go get that much all the time." I was like, "No, quarterbacks get that passing. Running backs don't get that on the ground. That's that's a big deal." He um, he just was on fire, and the Raiders' receiving court is beat up. They've only got Devontae Adams left out there. But Josh Jacobs was like, I'll take care of the game. I've got this. This is all me. Powerhouse of a – the Seahawks couldn't stop him. It was, it was wild. And the average – what is considered an elite game, I would say, for a running back is 100 yards. Yeah, I, I, w- I would say um, somewhere around that range. I, I, I usually go like 150 for like a phenomenal game. So 100 right. yards is like a very complete game for the, the team, you know? Yeah, I'd, I'd say if, you, if a running back gets 100 yards rushing in a game regularly, that means you have a really good running back. That's your Derrick Henrys, your Nick Chubbs, um, those guys. And Josh Jacobs doubled that against the Seahawks. Yeah. Hey, he just... Who at one point, they had 12 men on the field. Did you see that video? 
I did not know. I actually, had, no, I never I, even saw it. I, I actually, I didn't even get the game, so I, I didn't, I missed everything of that game. So, so. at one, at one point during, um, Quandry Diggs got an interception off of Derek Carr, and this this player, the Seahawks player, just ran off the sideline and took off running with the Seahawks players and started <laughs> blocking for Quandre Diggs. Com- went completely missed. They didn't call 12 men on the field. The refs didn't see it. So they had an extra guy blocking for them on the interception. Oh, wow. That's just <laughs> yes, that's definitely ESPN, controversial. Yeah, I'm surprised ESPN, I didn't see it. ESPN posted it. They were like, this guy was way too excited. The leading theory is that he is the player thought that the play was over, then realized it wasn't, and was like, well, I'm going to do something while I'm out here. Yeah, I, I don't really know. I like like I said, I you know, I follow ESPN and everything and I and I'm and I like watch pretty good and stuff like to see what's going on, but like I'm surprised that I missed that cuz you know, like I saw the Josh Jacobs thing, but I feel like that's pretty big news, you know. Yeah, no, that the I mean, they covered it. It didn't go unnoticed. They covered the fact that he was on the field, but the refs didn't see it. And they didn't post it until after the game. And obviously, you can't penalize them later. But that overtime game was ended very quickly by Josh Jacobs and his 303 total yards. I think he's gonna end, or he's gonna earn himself a contract somewhere. I don't know if it'll be with the Raiders. Well, yeah, he looks like a really good running back. And see, this is what I mean, like with running backs and stuff. Also, by the way, uh, if you're com- returning or um, you're new to the show. Uh, my bird, Murray, or as I call him, Latavius Murray, he is being very vocal right now, so you may hear him in the background. But um, basically, uh, what I was going to say about running backs is that like, there's running backs that I've disagreed with their decisions, basically like Melvin Gordon and Le'Veon Bell, who sat out for half a season for the attempt to get bigger contracts, and they just never amount to anything. Whereas like you have a Josh Jacobs who is on the last year of his contract and needs re-signed and stuff that if it's not with Vegas, like he's going to get a huge contract somewhere and he's probably going to do well because he looks like a solid running back and he's, you know, playing the actual like full year. Unlike some of these other running backs to like to sit out and, you know, just do a bunch of stuff. So who for the, for the Packers, do you think they should go with? at quarterback because Aaron Aaron Rodgers looks pretty beat up he said he wants to play he's gonna play his hand is broken but it doesn't bother him he says uh he thought Sunday night that he had a deflated lung that's the only reason he left but Jordan Love looked decent he wasn't phenomenal but he looked decent and of course you've got like the storyline that is trying to be pushed right now um with Brett Favre and Aaron Rodgers for those of you who don't know Brett Favre was the quarterback, Hall of Fame quarterback for the Packers. He got injured. Aaron Rodgers stepped in and replaced him. The story kind of writes itself. We've got another Hall of Fame quarterback. And that happened around this same time period in the season that year. So now people are saying, well, is Aaron Rodgers being uh, Aaron Rodgers? And he's going to be sat out. And Jordan Love is going to come in. And he's going to be a Hall of Famer. Hasn't been great when we've seen him in the past, but he looked decent against the Eagles. You know, um, 
I didn't, like I said, another game, you know, it's out west, so I didn't really get to see a lot of that game. Um, actually, I don't know it if was it was on in... Prime, it was on It was on primetime. Oh, was it really? Oh, yeah. shoot. Oh, then it wasn't that I missed it. It's just I didn't care to watch it. Oh, I, I was you working. Just, you just weren't paying attention. Yeah, I just was working. Yeah, you know what? That's that's fine. I, I actually was working on Sunday. But, um, but yeah, um, I'm not going to lie. Yeah, I missed the game, but um, if... If he looks decent, you put him in. I, I was going to say, like, give him a shot. I mean, like, Kenny Pickett in his first game, uh, he had two touchdowns and three interceptions against the Jets. And everyone was like, eh, you know, he looks okay, but, like, is he good enough to win games? And they've started him for the last seven games. And, you know, he went up against some really solid teams. I mean, the Miami game was, you know, sad, tough, tough loss. I mean, we beat Tampa. Um and uh, we didn't come out on top against Philly, but we beat the Saints. We kept it close with the Bengals. As close as you can. I know you're going to say that they weren't close, but it was a 37-30 final. And then we did, and then we have beaten the Colts on Monday night. So, you know what? What's what's the worst that could happen? He, he ends up folding like Malik Willis, and then you just put Aaron Rodgers back in. You just you Give him a shot. I mean, he's a first-round. He was first-round dra- uh, drafted, right? He was a first-round pick somewhere. Or was he second? Yes. Okay. He was he was first round, I believe, in two thousand five yep. with Alex Smith. Uh, there, yes. There was a there was a big I think it was Alex Smith. There was a big controversy about whether Alex Smith or Aaron Rodgers should go higher. Yeah. And then so, what about where, where where did Jordan Love go in the draft? Jordan Love was twenty twenty, so he was late. He was a late pick. Um, okay. I have no idea, but I mean that doesn't really necessarily mean anything i mean dak was a late round pick well well, Um, i was gonna say if he was a first round pick give your give your first round boy a chance you know you want to give your first rounders chances but like if he was like a third or fourth round pick i was like eh, maybe don't because you know you know um i mean i was hoping that our our sixth round nathan peterman was going to go in for the bears because trevor simeon was hurt and Justin Fields was hurt, and the report was that Nate Peterman was going to go in for that game, and then Trevor Simeon ended up playing. Did you hear about oh, that? Nate Peterman, Peterman didn't play? No, Peterman was supposed to play, but apparently I guess Simeon like, tweaked himself at practice and then just went into play anyway, I think. Because I, I didn't hear anything about Peterman playing. I just assumed it was Peterman because he played like crap. No, no. I didn't. I, my, at least I didn't see anything. Mike I mean, White I mean, looked like a dog. Mike White is coming for the starting job in New York. He he wants it all. He's like, Zach Wilson, Joe Flacco, y'all can just sit down. I'll take care of this. Yeah, it looks so. like he didn't play. But, um, hey, you know what? I mean, give it a chance. Give it a chance. So, George, the, okay, the thing with Rodgers, he's, ar- he's already a Hall of Famer. No one disagrees with that. I don't think. No, I don't with disagree with that. Okay, so you're already a Hall of Famer. But he's an old school, like tough, tough it out football player, which is good. But at the same time, as a coach, do you have to protect Aaron Rodgers from Aaron Rodgers? Because, I mean, he pulled himself out when he thought he had a deflated lung. But, like, he's got, if he's got broken ribs, or, I mean, he was like hobbling around. He looked rough during that game. He was in pain. Every time he'd throw the ball, he was wincing. Do you pull him? I mean, okay. He says he'll stop when you're mathematically eliminated. But, I mean, the Lions are currently ahead of you by half a game because of the bye week. 
the Packers aren't if the Packers make the playoffs by some miracle, they're not going to make a big run. Yes, Christian Watson is taking off, but is it really worth it at this point? He I think he has two more years on a giant contract um, guaranteed. Why would you let this guy keep playing? Not because he's bad or even that he's the issue. I don't think he's the issue. I just think they have a lack of personnel on the Packers and they have a beat up defense. But why would you keep letting him play and possibly get injured more when you're not really playing for anything? I think Matt LaFleur is safe. Like, it's not like they're going to cut Matt LaFleur. That'd be stupid. You know, yeah, I was going to say, I mean, he, like you said, he's a Hall of Fame quarterback. I mean, if he wants to play it out, he can. But, I mean, if he looks like he's in pain, like, even if it's like, oh, a broken hand, I'm going to tough it out, like you said, old school. The problem that I have is, like, what happens if, like, he ends up doing something crazy, like going out, he's in pain, he gets sacked by, you know, some monster defensive lineman, you know, I don't know, just like a hypothetical, let's say he gets trucked, gets hurt, then out for the rest of the season, and it like inevitably ends his career anyway, like, Mm -hmm. would you really like, would you really want to risk that on a guy that Green Bay has already invested like at least three years in, because it's this year and the next two years at least, I think, because I don't know how long the contract is, it's either three or four years, and like, would you, like, if you're already expecting to have him for that long, like, why risk like because like for the Steelers like when Ben Roethlisberger like last year was his last year that was like his last year on his contract too like we knew that he was done like he had just come off of like a terrible tendon injury like two years ago two or three years in the past when like Mason Rudolph went in and stuff so he was like just hobbling through the last two seasons two or three seasons and I just I think that um I I think like if you want to leave Aaron Rodgers in like okay but uh, also in the way you also have to think about like okay is um Jordan Love good enough to take over Aaron Rodgers spot and right now it's 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 like a 50-50 ball you got to see how he plays but I personally like I I mean you would play him this week but I would also consider giving Jordan Love a chance just to see if he's ready for when Aaron Rodgers is ready to hang it up realistically speaking Aaron Rodgers is likely not going to be the quarterback for the Green Bay Packers in five years. Whether he's somewhere else, whether he something else, he retires. I think retiring is the most likely thing, but he's not going to be the quarterback there in five years. So right now you're in a position where you don't have a lot to lose and you've got this guy who you draft. Jordan Love was a first rounder, actually. I just remembered that. Because they made yeah. the huge deal about the Packers not drafting any wide receivers in the first round. Yeah, so that's that, why I said, I was like, why not give your first round draft okay, pick yeah, a chance? George, I, I couldn't remember. I just, yeah, I just thought of that. Why? Okay, that even proves this argument even more. You're in a place where you're not going to lose. You've never really seen what Jordan Love can do. You have a bunch of young receivers. You have, like, this whole new... Uh, group of people Alan Lazard's still fairly young Randall Cobb's really the only one that has played with Aaron Rodgers for a long time on that team other than like Aaron Jones and maybe some defensive players take Jordan Love and just see if he's workable if you can work with him because otherwise you need to get someone in free agency or you need to be prepared to draft someone or something because Aaron Rodgers isn't going to be there in five years and you need to get 
these young guys going with someone soon. Because if they building chemistry with Aaron Rodgers, great, phenomenal, do it. But what happens in five years when these young guys have a whole new quarterback come in? And they'll be older then, they'll be veterans, but still, then they're working with a young quarterback. Yeah, I was going to say, I mean, as you, like I just looked it up because like, I wasn't too sure what his age is, but Aaron Rodgers is 38. So, mm-hmm. like, in the next five years, he's going to be pushing, like, he's going to be 43, so 43, 44, depending on when his birthday actually is. But, um, but like, it's just, to me, I, I, I don't see what you have to lose. And as I mentioned before, like, if you don't have somebody ready for the future, and let's say Aaron Rodgers does get hurt this season, you're going to have to prepare. And, like, he doesn't want to play next year, even after this huge contract. Like, he might, like, want to hang it up because he just, like, tore his entire arm in half or something i hope i hope that doesn't happen like that's not something but like it's one of those things where it's like you really don't know career ending injuries happen all the time especially when you're in your late 30s you know so i I just i think it it would be and i don't how good is um aaron Rodgers' o-line or like green bay's o-line is are they any good like are they able to hold like because that's really like you want to be careful because if he's going to get sacked a ton of times next week or something i don't i don't know who let me check who green bay plays or yeah green I mean, bay david bakhtiari has been in and out he's a big factor on their o-line um they have they have probably an average o-line but the thing is like even if you have a phenomenal o-line he's he's still pretty fragile right now he's been open about the fact that he has a broken hand may have wrecked ribs they're expecting him to go on the pat mcafee show and kind of talk more about that one hit can do you in even if it's not even like a truck or a sat or something huge one guy throwing you to the ground could be the end of it hey man i mean we saw like we saw Tua get that concussion and i thought that was gonna be it and it didn't even look like that hard of a hit it just looked like he got tackled and then he went down and he's like it literally was terrifying, but something like that could happen. And I mean, I'm not saying that he's going to like be concussed and he's going to have that Tua incident happen, but he could fall wrong on his arm and just break his arm. And it's just, and it might just yeah. be time for him to hang it up. You, you, you hope not, but it's just possibilities you have to think about. Right. And okay. So let's move on from that. We'll find out more during Aaron Rodgers Tuesday on the Pat McAfee show, which should be going on. Now he starts his show at 12. But what – okay, who do you think is the most underrated team on the NFC side? Ooh, on the NFC side? Not the AFC side, the Ooh. NFC side. Um, you know, I, I think a lot of people aren't talking about the, uh, the 49ers as much. You That's know, exactly I, who I was going to say. Yeah. That I, was – where i wanted to go with this yeah i was gonna say i don't think a lot of people are talking about it like you know i mean you shut out new orleans like pretty badly i mean it's a 13 nothing win is it's a win nonetheless but i think it's a team that they're letting up like not a lot of yardage in the second half i just i think they're a team that's seven and four but they should be a lot higher on a lot of people's playoff pictures because everybody's talking about the, the same three for at least what i've seen minnesota philly and dallas like i think san francisco needs to be in those talks I just had a I just had a storyline pop up. But yeah, 49ers are insane. People are not talking about this. They haven't allowed any points in the second half through I think their last 4 games. Yeah. That's that's yeah, a crazy. huge. And people want to say, "Okay, the that's fine, but the offense isn't putting up points either." 
You don't need to when your defense is that good. I mean, yeah, put up points. They put up 13 against the Saints. But this offense is capable of putting up points too. Don't act like 13 is what they're putting up every week. And their defense is playing phenomenal. Fred Warner is one of the most underrated guys at his position. It's wild. It's insane. I don't get why people... I say 49ers could be Super Bowl bound again with Jimmy G. And people are like, look at me like I have three heads. I don't see why that's such a ridiculous claim. I don't think it's that personally. I don't think it's that ridiculous. I hundred percent agree with you. I I think that the 49ers need to be talked about a lot more. I mean, like I said, I mean there are a lot of good teams, but like they could be one of those sleeper teams that go in because like a lot of people also like uh, like another thing that like people aren't considering is like Tampa Bay is right now winning the South. Okay, and this is just a little off topic. We'll go back on the 49ers, but Tampa Bay is winning the South right now, and as of right now, like they would play Dallas, and Tampa owns Dallas. So Tampa more than likely will make it to the divisional round if everything stands, unless like the Eagles start falling and the Cowboys take over. But like it's one of those things where it's like, yikes, you know, like Tampa Bay is going to make it to the divisional, but like, and then everybody will start being like, oh, Tampa Bay to the Super Bowl. But I, I think that I definitely think San Fran needs some credit. I mean, they got Christian McCaffrey, uh, that that other guy's coming back. Um, or is back that other backup running back that I, I'm blanking on right now, but because Christian McCaffrey is Wilson dogging. or Elijah Mitchell, probably uh, uh, one of them. Uh, I guess it would have been what Elijah Mitchell. One of them was yeah, hurt. I, yeah, he got hurt again. I think. But, yeah. Um, no, people. People like are, they tell me they're like Jimmy Garoppolo can't make a Super Bowl. He's not that. He's already done it. Like, do people forget about that already? I think people, I mean, it wasn't that long ago. I mean, it was what, 20, it yeah. was the 2020 Super Bowl, uh, whatever Super Bowl that was. So yeah, was he, lost, he lost to Patrick Mahomes. So and it wasn't, it wasn't that like bad of a loss. It was like what, 31, 20 hmm. or something. It wasn't like yeah, it was they, like, some ridiculous blowout. And they didn't have Christian McCaffrey. They had a young Debo Samuel and they didn't have this defense. That's for sure. Chiefs are still a phenomenal team. Don't get me wrong, but the 49ers have gotten better. Also, I think I think this week, the game against the Dolphins, 49ers are playing against the Dolphins, that's going to tell us a lot about the 49ers. And it's going to tell us yeah. a lot about the Dolphins. Because it is Kyle Shanahan against his apprentice of a coach, Mike McDaniels. Mike McDaniel has been a huge powerhouse coach. He's honestly my favorite coach to watch right now in press conferences and everything. He's just so smart. He's an offensive guru. He knows how the 49ers run their system. Kyle Shanahan knows how Mike thinks. It's going to be a chess match, and I love chess matches. They're fun to watch. The Patriots-Vikings chess match between Bill Belichick and his apprentice Kevin O'Connell was fun to watch. This one's – they've got better players. They've got the uh, basically a fantasy team on both guys. You've got CMC and Debo Samuel and – Jalen Waddle and Tua and Tyreek Hill and all these different guys on these teams. It's going to be a fun game. Oh yeah, I hundred percent agree. It's it's one of those games that you definitely like want to circle and want to watch because it's definitely going to tell us a lot about, like you said, about both teams. I mean, one's an AFC like contender for Super Bowl and the other one's an NFC contender potentially for Super Bowl. I know, like I said, not a lot of people are talking about it, but they are seven and four, and with a win this week, they could easily be put into even higher or at least they should be put into higher talks but honestly i it's gonna be like you said it's gonna be a chess match i I don't think it'll be just a defensive bout but i think it'll be a 
I think it'll be a mixture of both, and I, I think that it's going to be a very, very close game. It's going to might come down to the wire as, as close as the, uh, the Jaguars game and the uh, Chargers games did this past weekend uh, on some two point, late two-point conversion conversions. Okay. And then finally, because we're over time, but I'm gonna ta- I want to talk about this. I just got sent this tweet by a friend. Uh, the tweet is from Kaylin Kalir. I don't know if I'm saying her name correctly, but the tweet is: Watson has never had to play a game in front of his accusers until now. Attorney Tony Busby told he'll have a suite at the Browns Texans game in Houston Sunday, and he says ten of the women he represented against Watson have told him they plan to come. So, first of all, Jacoby Brissett beat the Buccaneers and is now being benched for Deshaun Watson because they gave him a horrible contract for $230 million and they're going to start him no matter what. Because I don't agree with that necessarily. But you went and you've seen Watson play live in the preseason, right? Yeah, I, I did. I, so, I think he's so, whatever team, whatever. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he. The, there's a quote from one of the women that says, you think you put us behind you, but we are still here. That It's kind of weird. Like, in my opinion, if, and I'm not saying it's not true or it is true, or they settled out of court. I don't know that anything was ever proven. I read through the court case in t- on an old episode in the summer. I went through the entire court document. But he, why, I don't know why you would, do that or do you think that's going to have an effect on his game what like having like his accusers watching him in a would you say in a suite they're front yeah they're going to be in a suite okay um i don't know if that will because it's not like he's they're going to be on the sideline or anything but it might rattle him a little bit i listen i don't i think deshaun watson's okay quarterback i don't think he's anything like super special like i mean he had a good run in houston but also you have you had DeAndre Hopkins and like a like a almost prime JJ Watt. Like you had a solid team. I, I don't think he's that great of a quarterback, and maybe I, I'm a little trash. Like a lot of people trash me on that, but I don't. I don't know. I, I think I don't think he's gonna win. Wait, wait. Are they playing in Houston? They're. They're I th- playing because it, it was what Browns in in Houston. Yeah. Okay. He might. <laughs> It sounds dumb. I mean, like, you'd think that they would win, but honestly, the way that the on like, first game backs against his old team, he could lose. Like, he, it's, he, I, it's been two he could years. Lose. Yeah, okay, okay, yeah. It's it, been two I, years I, since he's played. He could lose, though. Yeah, he could lose, I, though. I think they'll win, but it won't be because of Deshaun Watson. I think Nick Chubb's going to have a day because they Fair. can't stop the run. So, I, I don't – I think – the storyline's going to be Deshaun Watson wins first game back against Texans. But, but they won't. he's not going to be yeah. the reason they Yeah, he's not going to be the reason they win. I, I don't, I'm not even sure I would put Deshaun in at this point because I don't think he's that good. I don't think he's really going to do much better than Jacoby Brissett, who's coming off of a win against Tom Brady. Yeah. Um. And I, I don't think it's going to change how their season's going to go because it's they're the same record as they're, they're I think four and seven or something like that right now. I yeah, think the same like record that. is the same record as the Steelers. It's not going to change any of the season by putting in Deshaun Watson. I don't think it's you could maybe win six straight or whatever, but is that really going to get you into playoffs? And I, I we'll see. I guess, but I don't uh, think Watson's yeah, I, the answer. Cleveland. I think they're just trying to stick to their 
bad contract and they know that they made a mistake. But it's still kind of weird to have to want to go to that game, I guess. I mean, I guess if you want to go to a football game, go to a football game. But I don't know why you would pick that one of all of them. Yeah, I I don't know. And, and like with such with such the controversy around it, it, it makes you really wonder, like, will Cle- like if they stick with it, like with Deshaun Watson, like how long do you think they will until they're like, eh, maybe we shouldn't anymore? Because like you, you, you've seen quarterbacks and players with so much controversy and you, you wonder how long they end up in the league for or stay in the league for like not that much. I mean, Odell Beckham got kicked off of a plane literally like right after the, the Cowboys game. Like everyone was like, oh yeah, he's, you know, it's either going to be the, he's going to either get signed by the Cowboys or um, another team. But like, and, and I got on the report literally the next day that said he got kicked off a plane. I was like, all right, well, controversy, I that, guess. That's not going to affect things, though. I mean, he, he the teams have already said that they're like, we don't really care about that. Also, no one knows what happened. Odell okay, claims well, yeah. that he was uh, – Odell complains is saying he was asleep and he was trying to be compliant, but he didn't really understand what was happening because he was half asleep. They said he was be- fighting people. No one really knows. No one's going to – know the real story because the people on the plane that are witnesses are both going to have their side of the story and that's all those are going to get all jumbled and you're going to have rumors come off and like not that i'm necessarily like yes odell all the way but it's just a situation where you're going to have someone go home and they're going to be like i was on the plane odell got kicked off of and this is what happened but then you're going to have 10 other people who were also on that plane, and they're going to say the exact opposite thing. And they're going to say it was yeah. the flight attendant. You know and what? Yeah, I guess that's a, that, that, that's a fair point. But, but yeah, I mean, just I, I totally, like, that's just crazy that that happened. I mean, if as long as it doesn't affect him, you know. I mean, he's not the most controversial player, but, I mean, I was just thinking about that. as I didn't know if that affected it at all, which no, I'm kind of glad for his sake it didn't because I mean, that would kind of suck if it – if nothing happened and he got kicked off the kicked off the plane for no reason and he lost his contracts to, you know, the the only player I could see like at this point in their career and being a free agent doing something like that that is that stupid while they're in talks with the team is Antonio Brown. Okay, yeah, okay, and well, Antonio <laughs> Brown. Well, yeah, I mean, well, that that was another player I was gonna bring up, but I was trying to bring up something a little bit more recent, but. Like, Antonio Brown, like, very controversial player. Like, if, if he were to sign, I feel like it would be, like, how long would you keep him for? Um, I mean, there's just a lot of – I mean, I don't want to talk about controversies involved with the NFL players and NFL and why they're in or not in the league or whatnot because I don't really – that's not what that's about. But more or less, like, it, it's all of a matter of, like, especially with this case scenario, it's a, it's a sexual assault situation. It's, like, how long will he – be in the NFL for even if he's signed to this mega contract like will he you know will they push him out or will they just kind of like forget that everything happened and you know let him play he's, out the rest he's of his ring years? chasing he wants more rings he's ring chasing who freaking Odell um, Odell oh Odell is ring chasing that's why I thought, they... well yeah I mean I, at first I thought you meant Deshaun Watson I'm like bro he ain't getting a ring in Cleveland he, he probably he ain't getting I don't ring. know I don't know what Deshaun Watson's doing but that that's where we're going to end the show. We have no idea what's going on in the NFL, as always. Hey, but I'm excited for, for the uh, what's going to happen <laughs> this coming weekend. It's a good set of games I mean, coming up. 
so yeah, we got 49ers and Dolphins. That's going to be a good game. Um, Bengals play the Chiefs. That's going to be a fun game for me, assuming the Bengals win. And uh, the, Browns the are on by. Browns are on by. The Steelers, uh, Steelers play the, Steelers the Falcons play. at Atlanta. The so. Falcons need to throw this boy in, Mr. Desmond Ritter. Uh, I don't as think they as will. The, as soon as the Falcons do that, I'll start watching their games. Well, but yeah, yeah, we play the, we play the Falcons. To. Maybe the Steelers will win again. Five and seven season, continuous. Let's go. Whatever, whatever. I'm, I'm done with them. Well, okay. Everyone have a good day. We have no idea what's going on. Aaron Rodgers might be broken. Take him in while he's still playing. Tom Brady might be on his last season. Deshaun Watson is doing Deshaun Watson things. That's all I've got to say. Yep. But do you, you know do what? Do you have any final? I was just going to say, you know what? It, it was a very awesome weekend for football. I really enjoyed it. And um, super stoked to see how uh, the rest of the week goes. So, But until next time, I'm Chuss. I'm your Chuss. I am Chuss. I mean, I don't know. Have you ever called me Chuss, or do you call me like Chris? I always call like... you. I always call you Chuss, but I didn't know that you were gonna do that. That was fine. Hey, you know what? I'll, I'll run with Chuss. I'll run with Chuss for this. Okay. So you, I'm Chuss. Okay. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> okay. Y'all have a good night. A good day. Good night. Maybe you're listening to this at night, and uh, be nice to each other. So. Yes, sir. Thanks for listening to today's show. If you enjoyed the show, I would appreciate it and be most grateful if you could share the show with your friends, with your family, and those who you care about. It would also be helpful to me, if you want to help me, if you followed me on Instagram at nobuts underscore show or followed my Twitter, Josh underscore butts underscore 2001. Yes, I made it when I was in middle school. Don't judge. And it would also be helpful if you have stuff you want me to talk about. If you have questions, you can uh, private message me on either of those apps. Or you can just shoot us an email at bullmoosepodcast2 at gmail.com. That is B-U-L-L. M-O-O-S-E podcast, the number two at gmail.com. Once again, thank you for listening. If you enjoyed it, share, subscribe, do all those things.